You may think that your voice is small, but all of us as collective voices really can make an impact. Welcome to the Unforgotten Families podcast, a driver of change powered by Team Select Home Care. This podcast was created to spread awareness, share solutions, and advocate for the needs of medically fragile families and provide these resilient individuals with an action-oriented community of hope, inclusivity, and compassion. It's our hope that the information, resources, and stories we share will inspire and empower you to join us in advocating for these families and help to ensure that they are never forgotten. Hello, Tough Advocates. Thank you for joining us for our very last episode of 2022. We just want to start by sharing our gratitude for everyone who has listened, shared, contributed, and advocated for this cause. We've seen some real change this year, and it's because of your advocacy and our collective voices, as Brittany Miller beautifully stated in the intro to this episode. If you are here with us and you haven't already, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. A subscription and five-star reviews puts these important messages in front of more people, which will support in making the changes that we all wish to see. Here at Tough, we are an action-oriented community. This year on the podcast, we have heard from parents, health professionals, and leaders of organizations who all advocate for the needs of medically fragile children. But what does advocacy actually mean? We compiled our favorite answers to this question from our 2022 guests, and we hope that in hearing from the champions of this community, you will be inspired to do whatever you can to ensure these families are never forgotten. We will kick things off with Autumn Colon, who is a passionate mother and the business owner of Whole Story Meals. This is from Season 1, Episode 13. What does advocacy mean to you? For me, and what I'm trying to do, it's standing up and sharing and making sure people are aware of maybe whatever problem we have or being there for someone and having, having their side with real support and information. And, you know, anyone that has a feeding tube and that feeds their loved one real food, they have to advocate. They have to stand up for their loved one and share because it's not something common but it's definitely best. Right. And so, um, that's been a real learning experience of, okay, I'm going to have to fight to feed real food and I'm going to have to stand up for my loved one. And it's not the easy path, right? It's not the easiest. (laughs) It's it's gotta be, it's gotta be difficult, but you know, um, it's the best. And so that's why we do it. Now hear from the inspiring Jennifer Nelson from season one, episode 14, and what she had to say about advocacy. Well, I feel like my full-time job is advocacy. It's just making sure my son gets the things that he needs to be successful. I just think a lot of times when we're, you know, unfortunately, and I work in the, I work in the field of special education and that sort of thing. But I think a lot of times just our kids are not given equal opportunities. They're written off as unworthy or not capable or things like that. And so I do, I mean, I do feel like I have to advocate for, for almost every part of his life. And since moving here, it's very different than Colorado. We're very, I guess, kind of disappointed to see all the lacking resources here. You know, school advocacy has been very difficult. 
especially since we moved here, it was difficult in Colorado, but nothing compared to here. I feel like I have a full-time job advocating for him medically. I think, what day is it? Wednesday. I mean, this week alone, I think I've spent more than 12 hours on the phone with his insurance company and doctors and therapists and everything, just trying to get him set up for success. And just every single thing is a roadblock. I mean, just nothing is easy. I always say to him, to Brett, I'll always fight for you and I'll always advocate for you so that one day you can do it for yourself. And also to help pave the way for the children that are younger than him that are coming after him so that they don't have as difficult as a, of an experience as we've had. We met with and created a beautiful video with Kiera and Jordi Zink on our YouTube channel. This was her take on advocacy from season one, episode 15. Oh man, when when Jordi was born, I think it took years for me to to finally feel like my head was above water. And then I was treading. And then finally I was like, okay, I I feel like I got this and I'm learning stuff and I'm connecting with people and I'm reaching out for resources. And I realized how much I what what we didn't have when she was young and how much that I had to learn. And I wish someone was there to help me walk that path and, and guide me. But unfortunately I had to figure that out on my own because I just didn't know anyone in the community. So through all of that, I learned how to be an advocate. I even went out and I took a few different advocacy courses through multiple organizations that offer them here in Colorado. I learned the type of resources I, I should be connected with. And I just told myself, I don't want someone else to go through what I went through without having someone there to help them. And if I'm not going to step up and be the advocate, who is going to fight for these kids? And if I can help make a difference in another family's life or share something with them about our experience that will help them on their journey, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to give back and share the, the knowledge information that I've learned. And so by being a CNA and being home with my daughter when she's at school, I'm able to, to go out and be a part of the disability community and sit on some of the advisory councils and boards and have that voice for other families and children who are going to be walking in our footsteps or, or are that they just don't have the time to be able to advocate or get information. And so I've been connected to my daughter's deaf blind. So do a lot of advocacy in the in the deafblind space. I sit on the advisory council at Children's Hospital to help facilitate change and direction for families that have kids in the hospital. There's a few other ones, but I've I really enjoyed having that for myself because I am not able to work and I do enjoy having something for myself and and, and being able to job have a job. However, I'm not getting paid for it, but I I don't feel like it's, it fills me up in a way that, that money could never do. And, and I really feel like I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and hopefully helping other families along the way. Andrea Reitzel is a mother, a CNA, and the owner-operator of an amazing company, All for Kids Home Health in Colorado. And here's what she had to say about advocacy. I want to start with an inner knowing that something needs to be done. Like that, it's not just something that ruminates over time. It's just something that they know there's a lot, there's something here that happens. And then that's the step up. It's the stand. So 
at that point is, okay, listen to your inner knowing and then stand. And then when it's time, move quickly. Laura G. was one of the first mothers to experience the licensed health aid program in Arizona. This is from season one, episode 18. Well, personally, it means advocating for my child's needs. It's kind of on three different levels. Okay, so advocacy for Tori is keeping her happy and comfortable and getting her needs met. And then from a family standpoint, it is doing that while keeping my family in a safe and comfortable situation. You don't want your family to have to go bankrupt and become destitute because your child needs a medication. That should not happen, but it does happen quite a bit. So making sure Tori is happy and comfortable and has everything she needs to live out her best potential and just be the happy, sweet child she is, advocating for my family so their needs are met, and also being able to be present for my family. Because this is not for the weak of heart. You know, when you are dealing with a medically complex child, I do not want to be stretched thin. I like it that I'm home and able to dedicate my time and my energy to my family. And then on a community level, advocacy is, is definitely a helping advocate for families who are in similar situations. And everyone's situation is very different. But a few things that we keep in common is that we all want what's best for our family. We all want what is best for our child. And we need a safe and sane way to make that possible. And, and I think the LHA program is, is a great fit. Melissa Malone is a respiratory therapist and the clinical educator of Team Select Home Care. This is what she had to say in season two, episode two. Advocacy to me, it means just being an advocate and getting the word out. I think before I got into this field, I didn't know what really special needs was or what it looked like, or you don't really see many kids want to title special needs like out in the community that frequently. I still get asked that question right now when I teach. Uh, even from nurses, they're like, are there really people on ventilators at home? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, there's so many out there. And like, people just don't know, even in the healthcare field. You'd be very surprised too, nurses that work in the hospital. I've had experience, they didn't know that a patient could get discharged from a hospital on a ventilator. So that's just shocking. And that was like two years ago. People are, I think, unaware. So advocacy, I think, is getting the word out and letting people know that there's a huge need and there is a huge patient population of people and families that need service like the LHA program. As a speech pathologist, therapy team lead, and advocate, Kalina Summers from Team Select had this to say about advocacy. I think the way that advocacy comes up most for me is when interacting with with parents. Sometimes they are advocating with us already, and some parents need encouragement to be their child's best advocate. Therapists that work in the family's home, it's definitely part of our role to support that. We're indirectly working on what's best for the child, where oftentimes it's giving the parent information that then they can act on themselves as an advocate. One example I have is, is those communication devices. We, we have a community partner we just started working with. I've shared that information with a few of my families and they're already on their way to, to receiving that, that device so that they can have a voice to communicate with their families. So sometimes just giving the, the education, the information, and again, that positive talk like, hey mom, you can do this. Just got to get on the phone. It can make overwhelming tasks when you're dealing with a lot with medically complex or, or other need children, that phone call might seem insurmountable, but just a little support and encouragement from your therapist that you get to know over time that coming into your home can help you 
achieve those things for, for your child too. And we will end this episode the way we started it with Brittany Miller from season two, episode one, one of the first parents in Arizona to become a licensed health aide and who now has the ability to be paid for the medical care she provides for her daughter, Brookie. Yes, I'm definitely an advocate at heart. You know, I think that's kind of a thing that's instilled inside of you as you travel this journey with your your child. If you have a kiddo like mine, um, get involved. You know, there are um, organizations in every state um, that are popping up wanting this for families. I was just talking to a mom I'm connected with online from Oregon, and they're really trying to figure out how to pull together to advocate for a parent provider program in their state. Um, understand how your legislature works. Um, I A few years ago, I took a partners in leadership advocacy program where I learned all about how the state legislature works and how bills are passed. Um, contact your 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 state legislators, congressmen, tell your family story, tell them why this is meaningful to you. Because if you're not in this world, you may look outside of it and think like, well, why should we pay them to take care of their child? You know, make them understand that um, this is a benefit to your state. Not only does it provide um, children with the services they need, it saves money as well. You know, a family, a child, it reduces their hospitalizations. Um, Paying a parent as a licensed health aide versus paying an RN, there's a cost savings there. So it's a benefit to the state. And I think really helping tell your story and get involved um, is what makes a difference. And I have seen over the years, you know, parents, they can make changes. And a lot of this is parent driven. And so definitely reach out, you know, connect with the nursing agencies in your state. Um, And I, for me, I remember when it was first being shared, I sent an email to our state legislator and pictures of my family and told them about my daughter and what would mean what it would mean to us. And he thanked me. He's like, I didn't even think about that. And so you may think that your voice is small, but all of us as collective voices really can make an impact. As Brittany stated, all of us as collective voices really can make an impact. And we could not agree with her more. In order to continue making changes that we've experienced, we must band together, communicate, and share our voices of advocacy. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for listening. Thank you for being tough advocates. And thank you for all that you are doing for this community. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Unforgotten Families podcast, a driver for change powered by Team Select Home Care. Be sure to follow us on our social media channels at the Unforgotten Families on Facebook and Instagram as we continue to spread awareness, share solutions, and advocate for the needs of medically fragile families. We will see you on the next episode.